up, quality people? We are back as Profitable Conversations. We're going to let the beat ride. We're having a lot of fun today. And make sure that you... Because we're here to spread some practical religion. If you missed the episode before this, we had a wonderful Faith and Beyond conversation. It was Kenya on her show interviewing Miss Callie Logan. And uh, I mean, it was some good content. And so I'm going to pop up this schedule that we have. So if you missed that episode, don't click off this episode. Stick around because we're going to be talking about double-minded men. Um, Go back and watch that uh, afterwards. Uh, Monday, we're going to have a special guest on this production, Profitable Conversations, uh, in Finley Woods at 7 p.m. Tuesday, there will be no show because I will be competing for the softball championship in my spring league. And then Wednesday, we'll be back at our normal time on Wednesdays at 9.30 with a quality pod. So... Thank you guys for tuning in. You see the four topics. We're going to talk about John Morant. We're going to talk about emotional intelligence. We're going to be talking about being born again from above, and we're going to get into some prof tips. First, let's acknowledge some of the quality people that are in the chats. So we got Mama Prophet in the house as always. Let's go, big kid. Um, we got T-Mac is in the house. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hit this home run, Josh. Yes. And we got on Cindy in the building as well. Oh, Kenya Mac. Oh, she's throwing like in a curveball. Then like for the algorithm. Yes, yes. Like for the algorithm. Aunt Cindy is back in the house saying hello, hello, hello. So we got a great show lined up for you guys today on Profitable Conversations. No guests. We, it's just me. It's just me, babe. We're just going to rock it out. We're going to have a good conversations. I want you guys filling up the chat. And like T-Max says, we're going to hit some home runs. So first topic, let's get into it. Ja Morant. Now, if you don't know who Ja Morant is, he is a professional basketball player, an amazing talent, right? He was compared to a lot of the elite and trans Zental, transcendental, I can't even say that word, stars that have um, come from the past. Like he was supposed to be a guy who was supposed to have a legacy, maybe like LeBron, maybe like Kobe. They don't know, but he was a generational talent. But he's gotten himself into a, you know, put himself in bad uh, situations just because of his own actions. So, uh, Back earlier in the season, he was caught, uh, I think, waving or brandishing a gun at somebody, or he pulled it out on somebody, and he went through this whole big apology tour and was like, I won't do it again, and you know, everybody was telling him what he needed to do. But this past week, he was caught on IG Live, so his buddy, they were in a car, buddy went on IG Live, and he was caught flashing a gun in the video. And so now he is suspended. So I got an article pulled up for you so that you can kind of see exactly that. So you see that is John Morant right there. It says John Morant suspended for team activities after second video circulates showing him flashing a gun. And so it says Memphis Grizzly guard John Morant has been suspended from team activity after an Instagram live video appearing to show him flashing a gun while in a vehicle with others circulated on social media Sunday. Just two months after the athlete was suspended over a similar video. Man, that's tough. 
Now, like I said, John Morant is a generational talent. This brother is unbelievable on the basketball court, but the decisions that he's making off the basketball court are going to cost him, you know, you know, him being able to provide for his family, him being able to build a good reputation for himself and um, just leave a lasting legacy. And so I want to get into this thing. It's a big thing that's going around in the culture of double-minded men. And so I was reading um, James 1 earlier about double-minded men. And so I want to pull that up onto the screen. There it is. There it is. And so James 1, I'll start at verse 5 where it's highlighted. It says, but if anyone is deficient in wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and without reprimand, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without doubting. That's big. You got to ask him. You got to come humbly to the throne of grace and ask from a place of sincerity without doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed around by the wind. You know, it's just, you're just a wave that comes and then you crash. And that's exactly what John Morant did. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord since he is a double-minded individual, unstable in all his ways. And so right now, Jaws in a pickle, right? He has, he did something stupid at the beginning, he went on an apology tour. He even had a big ESPN interview. I believe it that was it was either ESPN or Fox, where he sat down with Jalen Rose and they went through and was his mindset and he was gonna get help. And I think he went to therapy or counseling. And obviously he's not heeding to the wisdom that is presented in front of him. And a big part of that is the people that he surrounds himself by, his community. And that's another thing that I want to get into. But before I get into that, I want to get into some points that I have regarding this. Oops, not those points. <laughs> Wrong show. Here we go. So here are the points that I have regarding Ja Morant. So first point, don't allow your heart to be hardened because you reject wisdom. And so if we go back to the James 1 um, verse that we were just looking at or verses that we were looking at, it says that you have to come, you know, humbly to the throne of grace, right? So you have to come to God generously without reprimand. You have to come with faith without doubting, because if you're coming with doubts, if you're coming, you know, just like, uh, if God does it, he does it. If you don't have, you know, you know, this full submission to God, knowing that his will will, you know, is the it, submitting to his will and letting that transform you for the better, then you won't be able to walk in wisdom because it says you are double-minded, you're unstable in all of your ways. And so now back to what I say here is because you rejected the wisdom. Now your heart is becoming hardened, much like Pharaoh's heart was hardened because Moses was a messenger sent by God to tell him, hey, like all this, all these things are going to happen if you don't listen to me. It's like, you, you better take this wisdom. And Pharaoh's like, uh, nah. And since he rejected it, God, the result is God hardening his heart. All right, second point that I have. Second point I have is if you are around dull people, you will get dull results no matter how great your potential. John Morant, like I said, generational talent. Like he is just an incredible athlete. And this is coming from a guy who's played sports all his life. I recognize, you know, 
good athleticism, when somebody's really good at their particular uh, sport, I'm just like in awe because um, I have lived and breathed sports the majority of my life. And so it's really a shame because when he was caught this last time, it was a result of his friend going on IG and he just happened to be in the video. Now, he shouldn't be you know, brandishing a gun or even riding around with a gun. He has no reason to. Um, he's a guy who's reportedly grown up with, in a good household. He hasn't had anything, you know, he, he, was, he didn't come from a, like a hard background. He came from a good family, and now he's just trying to play the role of, I guess, a thug in a sense and wanting to be cool. Um, and you can see that in the way he, in, in his appearance and in his activity. So you have a guy who has all this potential, but the people that he is around are holding him back. And like we always say, as iron sharpens iron, so does another man sharpen the wits of another. That's Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. And he obviously is around dull people, and so he is getting dull results. And so, yeah, that's that's really what I want to convey convey to you guys is the people that you are around matter. And if you have young men who um, you are around. Push this out to them. Push this message out to them because they need to understand and they need to be able to learn from the people like John Morant that they look up to, whether it's an athlete that goes through something like this or a superstar, musician, celebrity, because a lot of young men look up to these people and when they make mistakes, they need to learn how not to repeat these mistakes. But John Morant, much like you know, people in the past, a lot of people have said he's the he's doing the same thing as Gilbert Arenas back in the day, if anybody's familiar with that. These things keep happening because when we grow up, we think that, oh, we become so prideful. We think that, oh, we just got it all together. We become truly double-minded. And so that reminded me of a clip um, actually, before I get to the first clip I wanted to, or the second clip I wanted to play, I want to play you this clip from Uncle Shannon. Shannon Sharp is a Fox Sports commentator, and he gives a he gives good takes on a lot of different things. And so this was his take on Ja Morant. I said before, the best apologists change behavior. And when he was going through all this diatribe about what he learned about being away from the game, Skip, and how important it was to him, I say, I see better than I hear. I heard everything Ja said. Now, say, now moving forward, I'm going to see if the behavior meets what he said and clear right on. And so at this point in time, Skip, where I am, I'm not even upset at y'all. I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. I'm not embarrassed. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted by the people that defended him because that's what got us here. That's what got us here, Skip. Oh, man, Shadow, you, you hating on Ja. You were Uncle Tom, you Rucker, you Buck Dexter. Skip, I need somebody to tell me the fascination he has with guns and feel that he needs to be on IG Live, that he needs to see people see him with that tool on him. What is that? Is that the only way you could listen to young boy, NBA young boy, Skip? Is that you got to have that stick and bob and weaving and bouncing? I mean, yeah, Shannon hit it right on the head. He, he didn't learn from his mistakes. He repeated his mistakes. And why? Because he, he just thought he was above them, right? He was double-minded. He didn't want to submit to you know, what was best for him. 
Um, that's, that's even before you submit to the throne of grace to Jesus. People don't even want to submit to what's for them because they're so wrapped up in what they want to do into their carnal nature that it often backfires. Now that brings up another clip that I wanted to play for you. This is from Profitable Conversations where we we're talking about who are your influences, like, and we, we were talking about this in regards to like your phone, but I think it relates to this conversation as well. And like I said, if you know young men um, who need this message, send it out to them because they need to be influenced by, the, by, by their community, their immediate community, i.e. their family members, more than they're you know, being influenced by you know, these celebrities. If they don't have good structural uh, influence within their home or around their within their neighborhood within their tribe, then this is this is kind of the result. And the other thing is, I mean, from all accounts that I could find, John Morant had this, but he has gone off the beaten path, and the people that are around him aren't this. And so something has gone wrong to steer him off the path. But I want you to check this out really quick. The problem isn't that there's influencers online. The problem is that the greater influencers aren't in the household, mm. which is, that's, that's the biggest problem. It's like, do you have somebody in your immediate circle, in your immediate community that you can look up to? Or, because if you have somebody you can look up to who is worth their salt and who is, you know, raising you to become a, an outstanding citizen, then they're going to tell you not to do this all day. Exactly. To where you're not going to be strictly influenced yep. by, you know, the influencers online. That's why I love my mom. And you'll mom. be more influenced, yeah, mm-hmm. by your mom, <laughs> by your dad, your grandparents, yep. the people who are in your immediate family or, you know, right outside. So, like, we just went to my neighbor, so Natalie's dad, uh, retired Natalie. on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and we went to, and there we consider them family. And... It's because they've been our neighbor since I was eight. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. So that's why she's basically my god sister. And like her her dad's basically like another dad to me. And so that's a beautiful, that's that's what community is all about. It's like the people who are around you. And I can say that about a few other neighbors too. All right. So we are back. Make sure that you, this isn't Faith and Beyond. We forgot to change that. Make sure you like for the algorithm though. And so you saw there that when you are surrounded by a community of people that you can rely on and that you trust, then you are able to truly thrive. When you're not around dull people, right, then you won't get dull results. You'll be sharpened because you're around people who are made up of iron, who are chasing after, you know, the greater you know, the best versions of what they could be, which is found through chasing Christ through through the word. And so last thing that I want to leave you with here is in regards to this segment is Proverbs 13.10 right here. It says, By isolence, the empty-headed person makes strife, but wisdom is with those who take advice. And so the people who adhere and who have people who can give them sound advice and they take it, they will be better off. But the people who are empty-headed, they bring strife among themselves, much like Ja Morant did. And so that is what I wanted to leave you with. 
We're about to get into our next topic, emotional intelligence. You know that. God is with you. So, emotional intelligence. So, the other day we were talking about you know, the balance between emotions and intellect when it comes to your faith, because we have some people who shun emotions and are like, everything's got to be super intellectual and broken down to its smallest component and deconstructed. And you're just like, man, like that's, that's a bit much. But then on the opposite side, you have this sort of Gnosticism, where everything's just given up to the air and the spirit and the emotions of it all. And so, but what we didn't bring home was to put them together and to have emotional intelligence. And this is really crucial, especially for young men to have. So I want to give you the definition of emotional intelligence, which is right here. It says, what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence refers to the ability to perceive, control, and evaluate emotions. So that is essentially what emotional intelligence is. It's when you are able to, you know, perceive what you are feeling and then respond in a way so that you can control what you're feeling. And so when anger is brought upon you because somebody's trying your life, it's like, wait a minute. Do I really need to, you know, fight physically? Like, what is the best way to handle this situation? Um, and that's what makes great leaders as well. And so let's get into our profitable points. So we are off John Morant now. So I don't know why that still says John Morant. So it says uh, masculinity is about being emotionally intelligent so you can lead effectively right there so you can lead effectively if you can't handle your emotions i remember when i was coming up playing baseball right and i used to get super mad when i would get out um when i was younger and my mom would always get mad at me and say like no you can't respond in that way because then that's carrying over to your next at bats and it's a it's a snowball effect to where now you're just playing like crap you know you're not being very productive because you're letting this one singular event you know hinder your ability to succeed later and that's a lot of what happens if you're not emotionally intelligent you just give in to your you know, emotions and your feelings right then that you don't respond in the appropriate way. And if you want to be a leader, especially men, we're called to be leaders of our household. If How do you expect to do that if you're not emotionally intelligent? And so that is a big part of it. So uh, that's that was my second point, I think. All right. So let me get back to my first point then. Okay. So here's the first point. We must understand a good balance of understanding our emotions, and how they drive us with the knowledge that we currently know about the world. And so it all comes back to having a balanced diet with anything. It's like you can't have too much of this, you can't have too much of that. But also understanding what is healthy for you. Having a balanced diet is uh, the majority of the time I have to, the net positive, like if you think about it in terms of like stocks, I want this stock to be rising. doesn't mean I can't dip every now and then, have like a ice cream sandwich or a piece of cake that's maybe take my stock down a little, mu- a little more, you know, you know, 
that cheats the diet a little bit. But all in all, I want this my stock to be rising. I want to continually get healthier, continually get more emotionally intelligent, continually to grow in the things that God has for me. And that is, if you're not doing that, then you are going to revert back to, you know, behaviors that will be detrimental to, you know, your long-term success, like John Morant. So hopefully this time he can disappear, he can learn the error of his ways, he can surround himself with good people, he can take the wisdom that, I mean, a lot of people are saying to him and apply it so that he can, because he's a very young guy. I think he's even younger than me. I'm only 25. I believe he's like 24, 23. So this guy's got a lot of ball left ahead of him. But if he continues down the path that he is, he will, you know, right now he's not a, he doesn't have a good balance outside of the basketball court. He's producing really good things on the court, but outside the court, he's got to get himself together. He's got to be more emotionally intelligent so that he can lead into a better future. So that is what we got right there. Um, we I want to play you one more thing because it is super, 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 super important that you watch what you consume. And so this next video that I'm about to play you is from a profitable conversation that I had with Miracle. And she goes into why it is important that you watch what you consume. So check this out. Media is medium. It's information that comes through something right. and it gets to you and it goes into your spirit and it just it 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 handles you in a way that you don't always recognize. And mm. so it's one of those things where you really have to be intentional with what you put in your ear or what you look at. Yeah. And I don't think people take that seriously enough because I think we're in the age now where everyone believes they're invincible. Everyone mm. believes that. Yeah. Everybody believes that they're invincible and then they have to face the consequences and that could be detrimental to their ability to provide for themselves, to provide for their families and build a legacy. So don't let that happen to you. We're going to take a quick break and answer your questions and respond to your comments right after this. This track meet in Birmingham, get ready for the Nationals and hope to put on a, put in a good performance. Um, just making sure she pushes out of both legs, out of the blocks, and not just relying on one leg.
it's not uh, i forgot to change that oh well we'll change it later quality people this is profitable conversations we do have faith and beyond here so make sure you because we're trying we're trying to spread some practical religion man let's get into some of these quality comments before we get into our next segment born from above so kenya what we got out there Poor choices pointing a pistol on Cindy. Yes. Amen. You ain't never told a lie. Well, that's probably a lie, but <laughs> you were spot on there. Um, T-Max says he shouldn't have done it in the first place. He brought this on himself. I cannot feel sorry for him. Some friends you have to distance yourself from as well. But also, like he, he's got to know that... His career's on the line, and the people that he's hanging out with, we don't, we don't know any, we don't know those people. I mean, they could be his boys or whatever, but they don't have as much to lose or as much at stake as he does. And so, you have to move with wisdom when you are around those people, or just surround yourself with better people. Um, if your friends know you have that much to lose, but they're going to go on IG Live knowing you have a gun, then those are people that you shouldn't be around in the first place. But also, that from, you know, foundationally, he should have enough sense not to even be carrying around that, even if he's hanging out with his boys. So that should have been eradicated. He should have just been on an IG Live that night with one of his bo- or one of his homies or whatever, and that should have been that. But no, he had to... He got the itch to... Carry, carry around a gun, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's going through his head. All right, here we go. Uh, Mama Prophet says, double-minded men say to know, or say they, I think it's say they. Double-minded men say the know God, say they know God, but do not walk in the word. Can't make a decision and is truly tossed about in the wind. Yeah, so, I mean, when you don't adhere to wisdom, Right, you can because he said he was going to be apologetic. He said that he was, and so this isn't saying that oh he was going to turn and be like a Christian. That's not necessarily what I'm trying to get at. I'm saying that he said he was going to turn from the ways that got him in trouble in the first place, and now this repeat incident is a direct result of him being a double-minded man, saying that he's going to do one thing and then doing the exact opposite. Um, as men, you always always got to understand that your word is bond and you should always be true to your word. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. All right. Kenya McIntosh says, the perfect double-minded man example is Derwin from the game. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so if you are unfamiliar with the show that we were talking about, um, it's called The Game. It's not a game, but it's called The Game. It was a show that started on the CW channel and then ended the last couple of seasons on BET. And it's about this football team, the San Diego Sabres, and they get into a lot of drama. Really funny, really good series. But yeah, Darren Davis is the definition of a double-minded man. He'll say one thing. He's always trying to please people, but always trying to appeal to his flesh at the same time. So... There we go. I don't know. Uh, check that camera. That might that might have just went out. So, oh, it's, I think it's rebooting. What's going on? What died? Oh, just put another battery. In it. 
All right, working through two shows today. So, all right, Anthony says, and find true friends that will guide him correctly. Uh, there we go. And find true friends that will guide him correctly. His parents, I'm certain, have better advice. That's what Rehobam Reho oh, did he consulted the young bucks, not to the elders that sat at Solomon's feet. Exactly. And that, well, and a lot of this is, you know, instilling at a young age, like, we need, like, these young men need to move with wisdom. So I think a lot of young men are told wisdom, but they're not told how to apply wisdom and how to seek wisdom for themselves. They're just hit with a bunch of quotes. And that's what I hear a lot of people my age. It's like, yeah, my dad or one of the OGs would always tell me this, but they didn't teach them how to apply the wisdom and how to move in wisdom and how to grow in wisdom aside from the wisdom that was just being told to them. And so what happens is if you're only told these propositions and these wise things, then the only thing that you carry are words, right? You don't carry a process of how to be wise. You don't carry a process of how to, you know, move in the spirit. So is it back up? Not yet. Okay, so we got any more quotes or comments? All right, Mama Prophet says, great point, Josh. Don't let your emotions slash passions rule you. It leads to poor decisions and painful consequences. That is absolutely positively correct. Looks like we are back. Do we have any more comments or is that it? Okay, cool, perfect. So let's get into our... Our next topic, born from above. So uh, some of you guys know that I am reading through the Gospels, and I'm trying to do it within you know the next month, so I'm on day like six or something like that. But I found John 3 to be interesting, and so I wanted to kind of pull that up um, because it talks about um, being born from above. It's, uh, that is the chapter with Nicodemus. And he, Nicodemus is, it says that he is a member of the Jewish ruling council. So he is, you know, a big religious figure in that day. And so he is, you know, asking Jesus, how can a man be born when he is old? He can't enter his mom's womb and be born a second time. And Jesus is like, whoa, like, what you mean? How can he... How can't he be reborn? Aren't you supposed to be renewed every single day? Or are y'all just following, you know, these just religions just to follow him and not really chasing after God, not actually being reborn? And so then Jesus answers in a pimping way, if you ask me. <laughs> he says, Jesus answered, I tell you the solemn truth. Unless a person is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God what is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, 
You must all be born from above. The wind blows wherever it will, and you hear the sound it makes, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And so that is kind of, that, that, that is essentially saying, like, to be born of the Spirit is to continually grow and expand your horizons in a godly manner, to be, you know, renewed and refreshed by what the Holy Spirit offers you. And so you see here, um, like, because the, the perfect example is John the Baptist. John the Baptist is baptizing people in water, and they're like, are you the Messiah? And And John's like, nah, man, like, the one who's coming after me, I was sent before him. The one that's coming after me, I can't even like, I'm not even worthy to loose his sandals. And then Jesus comes and he's giving, you know, us guidance in the way. And so the people have to, that were following John the Baptist now have a, a new Messiah to follow, or they don't have, or not a new Messiah, they have the Messiah to follow. And so they have to expand the teachings of John the Baptist and expand their horizons and be born again and dive from their old ways and be expansive to the new information and the wisdom that Jesus is able to give them. And Jesus ends up giving them a process of how to chase after God and how to, you know, live in the spirit, essentially. And so that's what we have to do every day as believers. It's not adhering to, you know, it's it's not adhering to just what this pastor says, like I say all the time, or doing these certain things. It's having faith that God will continually um, renew your mind and renew uh, renew your spirit. Right? You have to be born again, and so that's what it means. That's that's at least what I'm taking from that. So that's what I wanted to really mind out and have a conversation about. So. Um, Let's get into our prof tips. I got two of them, and then we will go through some more comments before we get out of here. Gary. All right, so prof tips. So as y'all know, I used to do a series called Prof Tips. We're not doing Born From Above again. Okay, yeah, we're past that. All right, so I used to do a series called Prof Tips. So this is basically the extended version of Prof Tips, but I still write down, you know, these different Prof Tips, if you will, um, that, you know, just come to mind when I'm reading the Bible or when I'm going through life and just meditating on the Word. And so here's the first one that I wanted to mine out with you guys. It says, the human algorithm is our spirit and God is the only one who can patch and make our code incorruptible. And I think this is a really, really crucial um, point because especially with the AI stuff going on, Kenny and I were talking about how AI is just popping up everywhere. Like Miracle came on and was talking about it. And even before then, we were you know, talking about different things AI could do, um, playing around with the picture things, like could AI make a thumbnail and all that. But... AI's all dictated by the algorithm, right? And a lot of times algorithms have to be patched. Even like the YouTube algorithm has to be patched constantly because there's adversaries, there's devils, there's a Satan to 
the algorithm, which I hackers who are trying to, you know, come in and hack it. So it's got to be patched. But God and the human spirit is like our algorithm. And the only thing, only way that it could be patched and made incorruptible is if we, you know, give it to the ultimate coder. You know, it's it's like the Da Vinci code. God, God has that. God can make us into that, uh, the code that can't be cracked. But it requires us to, you know, give him our algorithm so that he can continually add on to it every day, forever and ever, for eternity. And that's kind of how I was thinking when I made this prop tip. So just a cool little nugget that I had there. Um, second one was... You are conformed to what slash whom you bow before. Thus, God redeems us to his image when we bow before him. And so uh, a lot of people don't understand that we are always serving something. We are always bowing down to something. And a lot of people will say like, well, I just bow to myself. And it's like, well, yourself is submitting to something because if you choose this, then it's at the expense of something else in a sense. And so if you are not bowing down before God, then he can't make you into, you know, his image. So you are bowing to the things of this world, um, going in a sinful direction, the wages of sin is death, and you aren't the basically so here's something that I often hear is like, you want to be a better version of yourself. But the best future version of yourself is actually when you chase Christ. Because if you say like the best version of yourself is, you know, this other thing and you're not submitting to Christ, then it's like you are not maximizing who you can be. And so that's where this comes from. It's like you got to watch what you bow down to. And that's why one of the commandments was thou shalt have no gods before me and don't, you know, don't have false idols in a sense. And so we don't we aren't subjected to the law anymore, but we still have to we still follow the law because by nature of becoming more like Christ because he has the he is the fulfillment of the law. And so that is where that prof tip comes from. And so before we get on out of here, we are going to get to your comments and um, see what the quality people have going on. So, Anson, he says, absolutely many people are making short-term decisions that have long-lasting consequences. Now, that's good because uh, everybody thinks so. They want that immediate gratification. They think so right now that they don't understand what the implications would be even a little while from now because they're so focused on the now and on their feelings and what they can get out of it right now. And so everybody, if everybody understood that compound interest and the way things compound in interest is how things compound in almost everything, whether it's a skill, whether it's, you know, like patience. So if you're patient, right, what you are patient for has the ability to compound so that when you receive what you are waiting on, it is even greater than what you initially had in mind. And so if you are able to be patient and you are able to be steadfast in your weight, then you're able to reap a greater harvest because of your patient, because things compound, like um, just like interest, just like your skills. It's like once you start 
like you're you're really bad at a skill when you first start. Obviously, when I first picked up a baseball bat, it's like I mean I had a natural inclination, or I had I was good naturally with hand-eye coordination, but I couldn't like hit a baseball with any authority like I could now or softball, whatever you want to say. Uh, the more you practice with more repetition, it's like it's like you start off slow and then it's like bam you become really good because you keep putting the work in. And similar to when you just keep putting a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there, then it's able to compound and exponentially grow. So, yeah, I like that. All right, Cindy said, Nick had the religion, but not the understanding. Oh, Nicodemus, okay. Fast forward, and he's on site claiming the body of Jesus after the crucifixion. He finished strong. Amen. And no, yeah, that, that is a really good example. It's like he was part of the Jewish council. And so, yeah, he had the religion down. He had the traditions and the, and the, and the structure, but he didn't know how that could expand his horizons beyond that. And when Jesus comes, it's like, oh, it opens his mind. And so that then when the crucifixion happens and he's he is risen, Nicodemus is like, oh, this is this is what he was talking about. It's like, I see the process now. Now I understand how I can be expanded because Christ has died for me. This is this is the process. Now I can follow him to the fullest. I know how to follow him. And I can be a witness for him. And so the fact that um, Nicodemus is having, or Jesus is having this interaction with Nicodemus in three, and then fast forward to the crucifixion, it's setting him up to be a witness for Jesus so that he can finish his race strong. So I like that. That was excellent. God is with you. Sounds like a book is brewing. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'd rather just uh, have quotes. I don't know. I might make a like release just the like just the prof tip quotes in book forms, almost like proverbs, I guess, like a pro- book of proverbs. Um, but I I don't I don't think I would sit down and write out my thoughts on why I put those. I would just, because I think different people can read some of these things and get something wise in a, from a different perspective without me having to explain, okay, this is exactly what this means to me. So I like the quotes, but I like for quotes to be able to be viewed and thought about in different ways that can still be fruitful. All right, and Aunt Cindy says, great job, Josh, in talking our, or taking our comments and thinking on your feet to expound on it. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to get better at it because I know like when more people come in, there'll probably be more challenging questions. So that's another reason why I want to read the Gospels, become more versed in how to think about these things, but also exp- expand the conversation um, for people to you know, come in and give their perspectives and their thoughts so that we can all grow and we can all meet Jesus on top of the mountain. Guys, this has been a lot of fun. Again, I'm going to put up our schedule 
one more time. It says, uh, so Friday, like uh, we have done both our shows now. So if you missed the Faith and Beyond episode, go back and watch that. It's with Miss Callie Logan, who's an author, and we get into her book that's about to be released. We talk about her book that was released. It's more as, you know, different things in her faith. Um, Profitable Conversations, that's what you're listening to now about double-minded men and some prof tips. Monday, we're going to have a big, big, big show with Finley Woods. We're going we're gonna to get into a lot of different things. Tuesday, there'll be no show because, again, I'll be playing for the title. And then Wednesday, we'll be back with another quality pod. I want to thank you guys. Y'all have been great for um, just being here, being here, being good folks, commenting is much appreciated. Make sure that you guys share this with your family and friends, and we will see you on Wednesday.